Warning. This podcast contains graphic and explicit adult language and content, along with horrific mispronunciations. Viewer's discretion is advised. Enjoy. The Salem Witch Trials. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm German, so you're not going to catch me speaking on Nazi. <laughs> you sure you don't want to speak on Nazi, right? Positive. <laughs> the only thing I have to do with Nazis is punching them. We're supposed to be talking about witches. <laughs> Hey guys! Hey guys! Welcome back to High Crimes and Misdemeanors. Misdemeanors, the kooky little show where we talk to you about serial killers, cryptids, and being horny. <laughs> <laughs> if that's not a great synopsis, I am your host Ireland, and I've got my lovely co-host here today, Alyssa. And we're going to talk about the horniest of all subjects, the Salem Witch Trials. I don't think that's horny. I don't think that's a horny subject. It makes me horny. What? We'll get into it. We'll get- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. It doesn't. I think it's the aesthetic. It'd be like, oh, I'm just little. The aesthetic? I'm just a little woman from the early 1800s, Mr. Man. Don't kill 1600s. me. 1600s. 1600s. I think it was 1600s, yeah. You know what? I'd be like. Don't kill me, I'm sexy. <laughs> then they'd kill you because how dare you, a woman, speak if you were a woman. You know what? I don't think I don't think there was such a thing as like non-binary pilgrims. Maybe in Star Trek, but... Maybe if they just didn't kill all the Native Americans who like fully embraced such things and just kind of vibed. Could you imagine how peaceful the world would be? <sighs> if it was just all indigenous people? It's like the Native Americans got to keep America... Could you imagine, dude? I'd be fucking balls to the wall. We would never have to worry about religion being mixed with politics. No, because I mean they were interwoven, but in a very different way. Yeah, I don't think the I don't think they'd be as restrictive either. And they didn't have like definite doctrine that they followed. It was more like this is how it feels to us. I don't know. I don't know. That could be very ignorant, and I'm sorry if we have any Native American listeners. I I just I feel so guilty for Native Americans. My fucking white guilt (laughs) reaches new levels every day. Me too. That's why I have to stop watching anything. I'm like (laughs) anything. Now I'm real ashamed to be white. Oh my god. Speaking of white people, the pilgrims in Salem, Massachusetts. Could you imagine? Okay, picture this if you will. Just just close your eyes and picture this. Can you imagine how stanky Pilgrim Coochie was? Bro, I think about that at least twice a day. (laughs) Me and Alexandra were literally playing The Witcher, which is like the Dark Ages. And I was like, can you imagine how bad everything stank back then? Dude, Pilgrim Coochie, like... So the, the hair, dude. And I'm not one to, like, be like, ew, genital hair, but, like, dude. You can't, like, wash it. You can't. Because, like, I think the only reason dude. I can have as much body hair as I have is because I can give it a real good scrub. Like, the, a real good rinse. The, like, colonizers didn't even know how to bathe themselves. Indians had to teach us how to bathe. Because we thought just, like, changing our clothes, like, that's it. Like, I read, I read like, uh, this article about how one of the Indians was like, yeah, uh, they stank. <laughs> like, we were stinky. We brought stink, diseases. Well, that's really disappointing, too, because we considered them to be the barbarians. Yeah, and they, they were uncivilized. But it seems like a lot of their culture kind of, we took yeah. and incorporated that I mean, into our own. As white people, yeah, that's like all as we do. As white people, we do. Yeah. We, as, so pilgrims yeah. must have been just the hairiest, the hairiest God, of hairs. Like, they didn't have, they didn't have nair or sugar scrub, you know. Let alone, what is that? What is it? There's, like, something specifically for shaving your pubes. It's called, like, coochie cream. That's what it is. I have coochie no cream. idea. They, sell they, it. they must have been looking like they had mange. They saw it. So they're adult, right? They Gross. probably, I'm willing to bet that their pubes were, like, dreadlocks. Just mad. I mean, I know how bad mine are getting right now after not tending to them for many moons. So, like, I can't imagine having never touched that mound of hair with a fucking pair of anything. They had to have had some way to manage it. What if they? What if their pews had cornrows? 
<laughs> I have a story. Would you like to hear? <laughs> Is it about someone cornrowing a pubes? No, not in as many words. So this girl I used to be friends with, I won't say her name in case she watches this, which I know she won't because she's a bitch. But when she was a kid... <laughs> which she, I know she won't because she's a bitch. Yeah, when she was a kid. She might be she might be stalking me, but that's fine. I don't give a fuck. We need the views. Yeah, we need the views. But when she was a kid, right... She was on a tire swing, you know, rope and a tire, wearing some basketball shorts. And she said, do you want to know how I knew when it was time to finally shave my pubes for the first time? I said, how? She was like, when I spun the tire swing too tight and my pubes got caught. And I said, like in the rope? She says, yes. And I was like, through the basketball shorts? Those are kind of thick. Yeah, those are thick. And she was like, yes. And I was like, how long were they? Salem Witch Trials long. Dude! <laughs> Could have made a noose out of that and killed herself with her pubes. I had the bright idea the other day because I really needed to trim mine. I was like, I was like, what if I trimmed it and then saved the hair and then just took eyelash glue and just glued my pubes to my face? Do you think that would get me a boyfriend? No. <laughs> but you could use those in a love spell if you've got enough pubes saved up. That's true. That's explicitly why Alexandra, because we fucking watched Midsummer, and he was like, if there's no mention of pubes, this isn't real. <laughs> pubes are menstrual blood. <laughs> it's the truth, though, because Midsummer, that is a very, That is such like, a good movie. I don't know if I would call it good. <laughs> After watching Hereditary, I feel like they could have been more fucked up. Like, I feel been. like they sh- they could have upped the ante a little bit more. I feel, I felt been. very underwhelmed by the like time the was, final scene hit. I was like, I'm underwhelmed. I like how it was all in the daytime. Yeah, that that's, was very that's spooky, unnerving, mm-hmm. and also. I don't know. Like I said, I was just very underwhelmed. Like, yeah. I definitely expected a lot more from that movie. I expected, mm-hmm. like, more scares. Not even, like, not jump scares, because I don't fuck with that. Yeah. But, like, more that of just count. that, like, I wanted it to get under my skin a little bit more. Yeah. And instead, it was just like, oh, there's a cult hopped up on drugs. Like, if I wanted to watch the Manson Family Reunion, I'd watch the Manson Family Reunion. <laughs> You'd watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, which, fantastic film, too. But other than that. But anyways, back to witches. So I like learning about the Salem Witch Trials, don't get me wrong. But it infuriates me to read about. You know, it's just... uh. I feel like the Salem Witch Trials make me feel similar to Midsummer. (laughs) Like, I'm a little underwhelmed. Well, yeah, but at the same time, like, when you hear, like, the reasoning, it's like, that was it? Yeah. It started in February 1692. It's the month I was born. And the year. Not in 1692. Are you sure? I'm almost positive. Maybe like 1792, but I don't know about 16. 1738. I don't know what that song is. What is wrong with you? I don't know. Anyway. According to NPR.com, about 25 people died in the Salem Witch Trials and two dogs. Back up. Do you say two dogs? Two dogs. They killed dogs. I couldn't find why. It's probably because they thought it was like a familiar or they thought it was like a witch turned into a dog. But why not cats? Aren't the cats synonymous with witches? That might be like a fairly new thing. The dogs. You know? Because fucking communism. (laughs) I don't think communism had anything to do with it. We were far from dealing with communism. About 25 people, give or take, and two dogs. And it says, quote, All 18 who were executed through a hanging died at Proctor's Ledge. Five died in jail, and one was crushed to death. And we'll talk about the guy that was crushed to death. According to the Smithsonian Magazine, between the 1300s and 1600s, there was, like, a witch craze that ran all through Europe. Everywhere they was just killing killing mad bitches. I do vaguely recall that 
from the Holy Spirit Castle. So why do you keep bringing them up? <laughs> because they did do a whole like deep dive on it. I remember them talking about how there was even like a manual that they had for like witch hunting. Dude, yeah. Sometimes they would like accuse people of witchcraft just so that they could get paid for like exercising the witchcraft of the community. Because they even like got the kids on it too, didn't they? Oh, yeah. pause, pause, and that's pause, just pause. setting this is post recording. Yeah. You know what I would have been doing right as a kid now. during that time? I did in fact say I'm just dumb. Like you didn't, didn't hear that wrong. I'm just illiterate. I'm pretty sure my mom. It's supposed to be mercy, Lewis. But I'm illiterate. I went to public schools and I can't read. It's not mercy. It's mercy. But I'm leaving this in the podcast because Ireland was right. And I just want my illiteracy to be forever preserved in the podcast. Thanks, love girl. Back to the regularly scheduled program. And they were trying to figure out how to tell if someone's a witch. And they came to the conclusion that if she weighed as much as a duck, she was a witch. And so this guy's like, I got my finest duck. And they put them on weigh scales and they weighed the same. And she was like, that's a fair crop. And they burned her at the stake. And she was like, yeah, the math adds up. I must be a witch. And I think about that scene every day of my life. You know, I forgot about that scene until you mention it. And that is cool. That entire movie. Just, I love Monty Python. Especially how it all ends with them getting arrested. Yeah, that was the best. That was because they ran out of funding. Like, they're just like, all right, we don't have any more money, so we're just going to end it here. And it's going to end with them getting arrested in the stupidest little yeah. fucking... I like the, like, detective throughout the whole movie. This is just the fucking best. This has just become a Monty Python appreciation podcast. Oh, oh totally. Totally. 100%. <laughs> the witch craze ran through Europe for that, like, 300 years, which that's a long time. It wasn't part of that, because I remember I was looking... I was looking up something completely unrelated. <laughs> uh-huh. After watching a movie called Antrim, because they mentioned... It's like one of those mockumentary, uh-huh. like, oh, this film's haunted, but oh. we found it. Yeah. And it was actually, it was actually pretty good, but I'm definitely glad I read up on it beforehand to find mm-hmm. out it was not a real movie. Uh, like the Blair Witch. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, like, so I was Googling that and they were talking about how, like, some crazy thing happened to this town. So I was looking up shit in it, uh, in France. And one, something that came up was the town that had, like, a witch craze like that. But come mm-hmm. to find out it was because there was, like, hallucinogenics or plant, like, there was a hallucinant or a psychedelic bowl That's- that was growing. And that had a lot to do with a lot of, at least in Europe. Not that so was much a problem in in, uh, in Salem too. It was something about in their bread or something. There was some kind, yeah. There was some kind of like mold that was forming yeah. that had like psilocybin or something. Yeah, like. I was I was reading that too, and I was like, son of a bitch, the bread man can't even trust no bread, bro. Although getting fucking fucked up just by eating a piece of bread sounds like a dream to me. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's why you bought that yeast, isn't it? I was trying to make some psychedelic bread. Literally, there was like tens of thousands of women in that three hundred year period that were executed. It was mostly women. Like, you could probably count how many men there were on, like, two hands. But don't quote me on that, because I am often wrong. But it was mostly women. The accusers of the Salem Witch Trials were eight young women, and the youngest being nine years old. Which, that's so messed up, because I feel like, I don't, maybe it's just my misinterpretation of history, but I feel like during that time was one of those time periods where they're like, children are precious. Yeah. They are like, don't touch them, don't fuck with them. I've no. met children, they're not precious little no. bastards. No, 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 especially, like, back then, because you had, like, pickpockets. Yeah, and everybody like, Oi, governor! Oi, governor! <laughs> and then be like, Oi, you wanna help me find me, mom? Oi, this chain's for me, mom! And then he's like, Oh, I got you 50 quid! <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have 50 quid in the States! That's just my interpretation. Oh, so you're talking about I'm like taking a... artistic liberties. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> the ladies' names in, in the Salem Witch Trials was Mary Warren, Moosey Lewis, Mary Walcott, Susanna Sheldon, Elizabeth Hubbard, Anne Putnam Jr. Okay. <laughs> Abigail just... Williams. 
And there's, listen, my favorite emo band, Motionless and White, all right, they wrote a song called Abigail. That has no importance to the story. I just let, I wanted it to be known because the emo in me could not resist making a reference. Also, not trying to victim blame here, but I think Putnam and Moosey might have been witches <laughs> based on the names alone. <laughs> All those other names were like super normal. Then you read out Moosey and Putnam, and I'm like, them's Mercy. <laughs> Mercy? Oh. Mercy. I thought you said fucking Moosey. Mercy Lewis. All right. God damn. I stand by my statement. And finally, the last one is Elizabeth Paris. She's the previously mentioned nine-year-old. That's really fucking sad. Yeah. It is foggy in here. What is the matter with you? I'm vaping. I'm a vape god. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to open a window. I'm vaping. I'm vaping. God, you can't even handle me, bro. <laughs> Why do you have so many Legos? Um, because I'm a child. You know what? I fuck with it. I just feel like they need to be sorted. Oh, they definitely do. Dude, that, there's two more a, boxes over there. Bro, you want to have a Lego sorting party? I bet I could get Alexandria in on that. Oh, you know you could. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I'm getting ahead of myself in, in like, the children. <coughs> so, I wanted to go back kind of to the start. Not the start start, but the start to where I know. The first question I had when I came across the Salem Witch Trials as, like, a child was, like, how did these young white girls know about witchcraft if they're all Jesus and stuff? you know like how did they know about any witchcraft so basically like america wasn't founded until like as like an official country until like the 1700s mm -hmm. we're in the 1600s this community was full of foreigners from europe you know you can't imagine that witches had a strong presence just yet no and i'm not, i mean granted when i was a child my only like real exposure to the salem witch trials was hocus pocus oh yeah i think that's everybody <laughs> like, like the beginning oh, of hocus pocus i think rh that's our first 
introduction to like witches, mm-hmm. along with that Scooby Doo movie with the head oh God. I think about them every day. They're they're what I aspire to be. Yeah. When I was trying to figure out, I was like, how do these girls, you know, supposedly find out about another religion? That is when I found out about Tichuba. Ooh. Yes. Tichuba was an Indian slave belonging to Samuel Paris. Okay. Who was Elizabeth Paris's father, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Samuel Paris was previously a successful planter and merchant, but he was invited to Salem to preach over the, the village church. So he was a preacher. And a year later, after he accepted the job as the village minister, that's when he moved to Salem. He brought his wife, Elizabeth, his six-year-old daughter, Betty, and his niece, Abigail Williams, along with his Indian slave, Tichuba. She has Tit in her name, and I think that's respectable. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I had Tit in my name, I think that's so Tichuba wasn't never got killed, but this guy's daughter did. T- <laughs> no, Tichuba was. Oh, we're getting there. We're getting okay. there. In the cold winter of 1692, that's when Betty became ill. Betty, I'm pretty sure, is Elizabeth, the nine year old. Okay. She was contorted in pain, hid under furniture, barked like a dog, and babbled nonsensically and complained of fever. So she was fucked up. I think, honestly, that might be. It kind of reminds me of like they've since since we've made so many advancements in medical te- technology and shit and whatnot. There's like an actual illness that like affects your brain in a really fucked yeah. up way to where you have those kind of symptoms or they almost say like possession like symptoms yeah. that's like completely explainable by medicine. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that was what was going on and nothing like actually supernatural with her. Yeah. There's a quote that says, quote, in one moment that must have shocked her father, she threw a Bible across the room, which, you know, to the, this past year, that was a big fucking deal. But these could have been symptoms of a disease called convulsive ergotism. Yeah, that's brought in by ingesting rye eaten as a cereal or in any common ingredients of bread-infected ergot. Okay. So, yeah, it's ergot is caused by a fungus that develops in kernels of rye grain, especially under the conditions in Salem being warm and damp. So she was probably tripping. Yeah, she was. She had some of that trippy bread. Trippy bread. <laughs> the convulsive ergotism causes violent fits, a crawling sensation on the skin, vomiting, choking, and hallucinations. Jesus. I mean, yeah. She was just straight up doing some fucking meth, bro. Yeah, that was like meth yeah. crack. LSD is a... Derived? Yeah, it's it's from Aragon. Okay. Yeah, so... They were just able to, like... Yeah, they just got it hella early. Things. Yeah, okay. yeah. Some other girls Betty knew began showing similar symptoms. Even Abigail tried to launch herself into the air. Anne, Mercy, and Mary also started to show highly unusual behavior as well, followed by three more girls, and everybody was like, oh my god, what's going on? And I feel like it could be a few different things. It could be the Aragot, mm-hmm. you know, the disease from the rye. But also, I think they could have just been fucking bored. Like hysteria kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. it could be hysteria and they wanted attention. Because, like, this is the 1600s. You have nothing to do but apologize for your sins. <laughs> and then sin again. Like, and, like, go to school. Yeah. What are you going to do? Which you graduate at, like, seven. Yeah. And then you have to go be a pickpocket. <laughs> yeah, and then you like, have to go marry some 32-year-old. Right, like. Yeah. And, you, you like, you got to think about it. What are you going to do? You're a Puritan. You got to wear all them fucking layers. You can't even let your hair down. Bro, yeah. Yeah, and, like, what else are you going to do if you're not freaking out your pastor dad thinking you're possessed by the devil. What's the worst he's gonna do? Burn you at the stake? And then it's like, oh, 
wait, yeah, he is going to do that. He's going to burn me at the stake if I pretend to be possessed by the devil. Under the pressure of magistrates Jonathan Corwin and John Hawthorne, the girls blamed three women for their ailments. The girls blamed Tituba, Sarah Good, and Sarah Osborne. Like I said, Tituba was Paris's slave. Sarah Good was a homeless beggar, and Sarah Osborne was an elderly woman. These three women were interrogated for several days starting in March. Both Sarah's claimed innocence, but Tituba confessed, saying, the devil came to me and bid me to sign his book, like serve him, you know. She described black dogs, red cats, yellow birds, and a quote-unquote black man who wanted her to sign his book. She claimed to have signed the book and that there were many other witches aiming to destroy the Puritans. All three women were sent to jail. The magistrates also questioned Sarah Good's daughter, Dorothy, and her slow answers were taken as confessions. Dorothy was the youngest accused, being four years old. So, someone fessed up and was like, was it Tichuba that fessed up? It was Tichuba, but I think it was under duress. Oh, for sure. Like, they say that she confessed, but she'd probably been, like, questioned hours and hours. Yeah, and Or, like, alternatively, just wanted to fuck with them. And was yeah. like, yeah, guys. Okay, I she signed this guy's black book. <laughs> she could have also been, like, beaten and, like, starved. Because, like, come on. She she was a slave to them. They didn't see her as, like, a human being. Right. Dorothy was only four years old, and she was answering slow, and they took that as confession. And it's like... She might have been... She might have had a... Four, dude. Or she could, I mean, it was the 1600s, she could have had a de- developmental disability. Yeah, and plus she's, like, scared. Like, these grown-ass men are, like, rrr, 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 and she's, like, I want to live. I like, mean, what one, do you do? one thing that there's a really interesting, like, docuseries on Netflix, and it's called The Confession Tapes, and I stopped watching it because I thought it was, like, actual murderers who were, like, definitely murdered someone <laughs> yeah. confessing, and it was, like, the exact opposite. It was, like, showing how easy it is to yeah. persuade someone into confessing something they never did. Yeah. And, like, that's, I mean, e- even now, even just holding someone in a room for hours on mm-hmm. end is enough to make some people confess to shit they didn't do, so I can't even imagine what they were doing oh, to yeah. them back then to be like have you ever heard of amanda knox mm-hmm. she was like in italy and her roommate got like raped and killed or something she that night was at her boyfriend's house mm-hmm. and they questioned her for like days and like started like slapping the back of her head being like remember what you did and she was like i think i could have seen this listen if you're questioning someone and they say i think i maybe might have right. That is not a yes. Because you can, I think they did an experiment even where they, or I don't know if it was an experiment or an actual case, but there was like three, three to four people. There was a bunch of people being questioned in, in the murder of this like old woman. All three of them eventually ended up confessing to the murder and like basically fully, by the time everything was said and done, fully believed that they did it. Yeah. And offered all these details and stuff and when none of them actually committed the crime. Yeah. It's so scary. That's one thing I've always learned. If you ever get arrested, don't talk. Don't say a damn word. Yep. Because <laughs> they will use anything and everything. Everything. Yeah. And that's what's so scary about the witch trials is like we haven't come that far from them. No. Is we, I mean. We're still beaten people up in the confession room. Yeah, I mean, truly, it's fucked up. Yeah, but... And it, it's really heartbreaking, too. Yeah. And I hate how everyone's always like, oh, it's a witch trial here, and it's like, if it was a witch trial, things would be operating very differently. Very differently. You know, it would very, be very shoot first, ask questions later. Yeah. This all happened around, like, February or March, but by April, dozens of people from Salem and other villages were brought in for questioning by Deputy Governor Thomas Danforth. A special team was made to determine the cases. The team had a special court of lawyer to hear and determine to decide. Their first case was against Bridget Bishop, an elder lady who was known to gossip and be promiscuous. And Bishop claimed, I am as innocent as a child unborn. She was found guilty and later became the first person to hang at what was later called 
called Gallows Hill only one month later. Jesus. That's quick. Could you imagine if, like, death sentences were that quick here? Like, there's people who've been on death row for, like, 20 years. Because you have to go through the appeals process. Because they want to make absolutely sure there's no new evidence. Yeah. That is crazy. How many months? Between her, she, in, she, her sentencing and... Like, one month later, she was already dead. That's crazy. The mindset that was behind a lot of the executions in the witch trials was kind of ridiculous. Some people were bound and chained and pushed into the river. If you float, you're a witch. But if you sank and drowned, you were innocent. But you were also dead. Yeah, So, like, was... it's up to God. Like, what the fuck? Once I got old enough to, like, read and stuff, I remember, for some reason, one of the things that fascinated me the most was, like, medieval torture methods. Dude, yeah, those were... And brutal. I remember... I remember that being one of them because there was another one like they would heat a, like superheat a spoon and like put it on your tongue mm-hmm. and if it blistered you weren't a witch but if you if it didn't you were and it's like but you're already emaciating these people anyway yeah. so it's like at that point that is so scary and no matter how much you like would beg or anything like they would do it until you confessed yeah but there was one man who didn't confess this one man this is an older man he was actually crushed to death they put a board on him and then they added a bunch of heavy stones after he refused to say if he was innocent or guilty they can't sentence you to death or sentence you anything if you don't say you're innocent or guilty or not. He wouldn't answer. Like, whenever they were like, confess or deny, he just wouldn't speak because he was like a lose-lose situation. Right. Whether he was innocent or not, after two days, asked three times to enter a plea, and each time his only answer was more weight. So every time they were like, hey, are you, are you guilty or not? He'd just be like, add more stones. Because he was like really old, too, in his 80s. Let's say fucking Hero of the Week award. That's Dude, fucking yeah. battle of shit. Guilty or innocent more stones. <laughs> like, shit, that's punk rock. Two or three days later, his wife, Martha Corey, was executed by hanging for witchcraft. She was 72, he was 81, making them the oldest victims. Giles was pressed instead of hanged because he couldn't be sent to the gallows without an answer. He did it as an attempt to protect his family name by not confessing or denying. Aww. Yeah. It's really fucking sad. Like, have you ever seen uh, The Crucible? No. Uh, I mean, I know the gist. Basically, the main male character refused to say that he was a witch because if he did he'd have to sign a paper but live but also his family name would be ruined so he decided to instead die rather than ruin his family name better to die an innocent man than to live a witch i suppose i don't know i mean i I live my life as a witch just fucking fine (laughs) same maybe that's on y'all oh i would have been burned at the stake a long time the american aquarium said that the witch trials has become a metaphor meaning from governmental tyranny to superstition and ignorance blind obedience to religious authority and the threat of disorder. It's kind of like, like how you said earlier, like, it's a witch trial. Like, it's come a metaphor now. People mm-hmm. forget that people actually died. Right. But I don't want to turn out, like, the same shit about the witch trials because everybody's like, and this is what happened, and this is what happened. And I'm like, we all fucking know what happened, you know? It was like, it was just a bunch of, like, gruesome deaths, nonsense justifications. Mm-hmm. Well, if you drown, then, you know, you're not a witch and you're with God now. And it's like, yeah. bro, I'm 20. I have plenty of time <laughs> left. <laughs> like, and plus, I think the Salem witch trials are one of those things where like it's much more interesting in its like lore yeah and but when you really get down into it it just seems like a city or a a town that was really ravaged by you know that mob mentality and hysteria and it's really just sad at that point 
because there's nothing spooky or mm-hmm. supernatural at that point. It's just human beings being shitty. And I think that's why like, the Salem witch trials like aren't. I mean, they are interesting, but they're also not at the same time. It's really because, sad because it's really just a sad, cut and dry yeah. kind of situation. A bunch of people died for no reason, right? Only to find out that like the way that they were accusing them wasn't even like understandable. Like I don't understand like being afraid, but being like you're with the devil. I know a bunch of witches who don't even believe in the devil. So, I know like, Christian witches. I know people who those are a different breed within themselves. They truly are, but I mean, there are witches that use, uh, you know, the Christian Bible yeah. and stuff like that. So, I mean, there's there's witchcraft, I think, is a very mm, and, uh, blanket term for something a lot. It is. I, I prefer the term more of spiritual and spirituality, because yeah. I feel like that's truly what it is. Yeah, it's more it is. of, like, a belief system rather than, oh, I'm making potions and spells. Yeah. A lot of times they don't even make, like, spells. A lot of times it's more about, like, yourself mm-hmm. rather than, like, trying to do anything to other people. And I, like, there are a lot of witches that, I mean, do try to do spells and hexes and things like that, which is fine. I mean, that's why I have my moon water. Yeah. But to me, that my moon water kind of acts like holy water to me. Yeah. But I feel like it's more of like, I mean, some people treat it as like this aesthetic and all that, but I truly feel it's more of a a religion Uh than anything else. I've learned like, you know how that, uh, what is it, like black craft clothing line? Mm -hmm. I've learned that like actual witches don't wear that stuff that says witch bitch, like, Right. Because it's not an aesthetic to them. It's, like, their way right. of life. It's not just, like, look, I'm cool. Look, isn't the moon pretty? And right. I'm, like, the moon's powerful, bitch. Shut the fuck up. Right. And there's, yeah. and there's a lot of people who just see the aesthetic side of it. And that's yeah. because I, myself, you know this, I'm a chaos magician. Yeah, so I all just, love it. I just pull from whatever speaks to me. Yeah. With obviously never from any closed practices, but, yeah, you know, the, the ones that I'm allowed. I can't stand seeing white people try to practice hoodoo. Like, bro, that's not for you, dude. Like, that is a closed practice dog but you know it's kind of like that thing and i do get upset when people are like because i guess in the back of my mind there is part of me that's like you know we could have been killed for this honestly even back in the 60s dude yeah doing this shit we probably could have gotten 100 strict 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 i think if we were in the salem witch trials time we'd probably been the first to go oh absolutely we would have been the kickoff (laughs) yeah like if you would have walked in like wearing like the men's clothes instead of like (laughs) traditional women's clothes oh yeah church wouldn't even been able to start i would have caught on fire dude yeah church would have been like yeah, so on? I'm keeping you guys warm this winter, bro. <laughs> but that is kind of like I think people lose that that thing of it, it is something that not to be dramatic about it, but people have died. Yeah, people for, have actually people died. have been persecuted for witchcraft yeah. just as much as and, and a lot of the times it is more of the like Wiccan herbal magic. Yeah, that actually exists out there, kind of like in the Scooby Doo movie. Yeah, where they think she's they like this. We're we're, we're eco witches. We're Wiccans. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Or you think they're like mean and big and bad? But it turns out she was actually a white witch and she was. Yeah. good. Yeah. And it was like something I don't remember the entire plot of the film. But, no, I but what you're saying. Like not all like witchcraft is bad but there is bad witchcraft but that's like. And there are evil witches. With any religion like not mm-hmm. all Muslims are radical right. but some are. Not all Christians are bad people but some are. Like every group has that. Something else that bothers me in regards to like witchcraft is like I'm the great granddaughter of the witch you couldn't burn. Yeah. No the fuck you aren't. You really aren't and I think that's such an annoying It's so annoying. Because it's also like again if you actually looked into the sandwich trials like it's not some edgy slogan to put you know what i mean yeah like, i don't think there were any real witches no in salem because if i feel like witches are more or less pretty smart and even if there were at the time they definitely would have been solitary practicing witches right. i don't think they would have been out in the fucking woods I, yeah i feel like they would have been like out in the woods yeah in a little and cottage. i definitely don't think they would have let children make loud-mouthed children god no them. or they would have had i feel like their own little community mm-hmm. outside of and it would have been like a very secretive thing yeah you know it wouldn't yeah. it wouldn't have been 
cracked open so easy. And no. I don't think they would have targeted anybody from their own village. Right. I feel like it, if there was actually witchcraft going on, it would have been completely different. Yeah, they they would have been way But then again, for it. all we know, there could have been a big bad witch in the woods outside there of Salem that put the whole thing into motion. It's like, they'll never catch me now. There very well could have been. Which is, have you ever seen that movie, The Witch? That was kind of the story of it. It was called The Witch, but it was spelt with like two Vs as a W. So everybody's like, the Vavitch. It's kind of fun. It's good, but basically there there is a witch in the woods and you're trying to determine if it's an actual witch, the devil, or if it's the daughter Thomas. And it's such a good movie. You should watch it. It does get kind of hard to understand because the director is the same director at The Lighthouse. Oh. And so he's he takes every detail super, super to heart. Sometimes it's hard to understand what they're saying. Kind of like with our Ed Kemper episode, I was like, what happened to the accusers after all this? Like, where is Betty Paris, the nine-year-old? What, what happened to everybody? Betty Paris, she actually went on to get married. There's no real documentation after what about what happened to Abigail after the trials, only that she died, quote, no later or sooner than 17 in 1697. There's no record about Marianne Warren, who was 18 at the time of the trials. There's no history of her life after the trials. She did renounce the claims after she was threatened to be hanged, and eventually she was arrested, allegedly, for practicing witchcraft, but she never confessed. Which, like, how ironic is that? To, like, accuse a bunch of people of witchcraft and then go around and get arrested for it. Yeah, and I think, I think it's kind of like that silly little thing where it's, like, people who are super homophobic are, yeah. like, deep down actually at least questioning. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's a similar thing sometimes with that, where it's, like, deep down you're curious about it, so yeah. you're gonna, like, because you're afraid of your own curiosities, you're gonna persecute mm-hmm. other people. You're projecting who, on other people. And I'm pretty sure my mom is low-key a little gay and she's really homophobic. But, like, when she's drunk, she's like, look at her legs. I'm like, mom, just go get some coochie. Like, as a treat. Yeah, <laughs> like, a treat. Yeah, like, nobody has to know. Just say, oh my god, you know I'm gay when I'm drunk. Nobody would judge you. <laughs> just like, you know, I'm a witch when I'm Our drunk. Our society but... hands alcoholism in a very strange way. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. But, uh, Mercy Lewis, she went on to give birth to, quote, Ill- illegitimate child. She later married a man from... I like how they felt the need to include that. Yeah, she later married a man from her hometown and moved to Boston with her husband and child in 1701 at the age of 28. Good for her. Good for her. Good for her. Uh, Susanna Martin was arrested for witchcraft, but she was released on bail, and the charges were eventually dropped. But she was she was accused again in 1669 after William Sagent Jr. accused her of giving birth to a baby and then killing said baby. Well, maybe she just you know maybe, maybe she did that. Maybe she, it had nothing to do with witchcraft. She just maybe did a woman. she did. Maybe she was just like vibing, you know. Um, <laughs> maybe she turned into a hamster for point five. We don't know. You never know. You never know. There's Isn't no that? hard proof of what happened to Elizabeth Hubbard. After after the trials. However, the historian Mary Beth Norton states in one of her books that Hubbard eventually moved to Gloucester and married a man named John Bennett, who she had four children with. Anne Putnam Jr. apparently was chronically ill for like years after the trial, which led to her death at the age of 37. And I couldn't find like any history on like Mary Wilcott like at all. So she just disappeared. Maybe she just like, like just left. But like for lack of better words, like the witch trials kind of just like were a trend. It just faded out. Yeah, that's what it really seems like because it it seems like it kind of happened in Europe. Mm -hmm. And And then then we brought it over and they were like, okay, we had our fun. Uh, 1662 turned into 1663. And like the hype was losing steam. Like, it was a trend that people were getting tired of. But it wasn't until the governor of the college, his wife was accused. And only then did he was like, okay, the executions need to stop. It wasn't until his wife was accused for him to be like, okay, you guys, you've had your fun. That's enough. Leave my honey out of it. Like, that 
sucks. That really sucks for all the poor people that... Yeah, like, what the heck? ...had to fucking deal with that shit. Like, damn. And all it took was someone accusing someone in power's wife. But that's always what it is. It always is. I know. It's like what we're going through right now. It's, it's taking forever to actually get anything done yeah. until someone of prominence it took, gets sick. It didn't it take Trump getting coronavirus for him to take it serious? Yeah. And then he got a quote-unquote drug cocktail? Bro, how come addicts can't do that but you can? That's not very fair. <laughs> I fucking hate it here. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's like, so many different mediums that are based off of the witch trials, like movies and, like, video games, like, books. There's literally more than 40 movies and video games about witches separately. Damn. Yeah, there's so many. But it is one of those because it's so, for lack of a better way to put it, boring story. Yeah. It's so easy to just... And because it's a story that has no copyright, yeah. because it's a historical event, it's yeah. so easy to pull things from that and turn mm-hmm. it into something very easily. The most recent video game is um, The Dark Pictures Little Hope, which was made by the same studio who made the previously mentioned Until Dawn. Oh, uh-huh. I love that studio. Dude, that yeah. actually really makes me want to check that video game it's, out. It's really good. It's a little buggy. The ending will get you. Okay. I, I don't have a like a game system, so I was relying heavily on Jacksepticeye playing it. Fair. Bless that man and everything he does. Mm-hmm. He dyed his hair green recently again, again, I think, and I'm very happy about it. Oh, good for him. It looks really cool on him. I he just want the red hair. Be, uh, do, what's your favorite, like, um, like movie or video game about witches. I gotta go with a classic. Hocus Pocus, man. Hocus Pocus. Like, I can't even. Like, as far as, like, pretty closely following along with Salem Witch Trials, I would probably say Hocus Pocus. Wasn't it set in Salem? Yeah, it was in Salem. Uh, Because it is, that's where the Sanderson sisters, they were killed during Mm -hmm. the witch trials and then they came back. Sarah Jessica Parker was in that movie. She was the blonde one. She was so good at that. Listen, when I was a kid, if my mom had any hopes of me being straight, she shouldn't let me see her in that movie because, I I was like, wow. I I had a crush on the brother, for sure. Dude, yeah. But also Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, the guy the guy <laughs> who played Banks played McGee in NCIS. But that's your favorite witch movie? I think so, because, I mean, there was... There's, I'm trying to think of horror movies that were based on that, it but I really can't think of any. Movie. It can be just any. Yeah, I would say Hocus Pocus. Is Do you have a favorite witch video game? Um, I haven't played many. No? No. Well, uh, I, I don't get to play them often because I don't have a system, right. but I, I live off playthroughs. My favorite movie that has to do with the witch trials is probably Lords of Salem by Rob Zombie. Haven't gotten to it, but yeah. Bro, let me tell you something. I think, personally, that that was, like, his best movie because you know how all of his movies are like, we're all rapey rednecks and Mm -hmm. raunchy and everybody sucks. That was, like, one of the few movies where, like, the characters in his movie felt like real characters. Mm. It was very artsy and so... Oh, chef's kiss. It was so good. Check it out. In that movie, Sherry Moon played the main character, obviously, and she had, like, dreadlocks, and I think she used to be a drug addict, and it was just so good. It was so good. There's a lot of weird imagery, though, of, like, demon priests masturbating, but, like, it's a good movie. Just, like, take my word for it. I'll check it out. Uh, my favorite video game about witches is there was a Blair Witch video game from 2019. Oh. Yeah. It was, like, not based off the main story, more of, like, a side thing. Mm-hmm. It was kind of just connected to the name. It came out in 2019. It was, like, one of those survival games where uh, you, like, made different decisions to decide things. <sighs> and it, it had, like, a time loop kind of weird thing going on. There was a dog in it, and you can decide whether or not the dog lives or dies. The dog lives, but but based off of how you play, it determines whether or not the dog stays with you in the end. It's really good. It's so that good. Sounds really good. I love those. Are my favorite because that's my skill level is like decision making games. Yeah, same. Like the Telltale games. I'm so sad Telltale went out of business. Oh, dude, they had so much. 
potential. I think they were talking about doing a Stranger Things one too. Oh, that would have been Which would have fucked my shit up. That would have been good. That would have been really good. Because it probably would have been like a really fun like side story that had nothing to do with the main story. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like the Walking Dead ones. Oh, yeah, 100%. But to close, the reason that I wanted to talk about the sandwich trials is because I was at Barnes and Noble looking at poetry books, like the piece of shit that I am, and I saw this book. It's by, it's like Charlene Yee or something. It's YI. I don't know how to pronounce it, Mm -hmm. but it's called You Can't Kill Me Twice, So Please Treat Me Right. And I love poetry books, but she had this one. So her poem goes, White powerful men want to reappropriate the term witch hunt when defending themselves from being held accountable for sexually harassing, raping, and gaslighting women when the origins derive from the abuse of women, literally beating, hanging, and burning them. That's that's so true, too. And I think, that just, I think that's also a great testament to how the, the, the majority of white cis heterosexual males, how they tend to put a target on their own backs. Yeah, definitely. And... It's like, you could have avoided this. Right, and I think that's a really good metaphor because they really do take everything from us including part of our history literally everything and granted a lot of men did die during the witch trials too yeah I mean, but- there's a lot of things i think that period of time and like there's definitely more fascinating things than the witch trials here mm-hmm. like i definitely think there's a lot of really cool shit over like in europe like i remember yeah. shout out to last podcast again but oh they, my god <laughs> they did a whole series on that priest who like took over this monastery i'm probably butchering this actual retelling and paraphrasing <laughs> but the details I remember is there was like this head priest guy and he went to this monastery and then all these nuns were like super horny for him and they they basically all started acting funny and they thought he was a witch and he was controlling all of them and it really just ended up being a case of massive horniness for <laughs> massive like horniness. a young handsome priest coming into the monastery which side note that is always been a fantasy of mine of course it is the priest nun thing absolutely oh my god <laughs> I uh I was on TikTok and you know that trend where people like there's like two options at the top and they go to the side, whichever one that they usually do. And nuns be doing anal, apparently. Like, they do be doing mad anal. And they would, like, do a Hail Mary before going over to the anal side. And I'm like, these nuns are doing anal. And some of them were like, it was like, it was like intercourse or blowjobs. And the nuns be like, we're doing blowjobs. And I'm like, what the fuck? That's crazy. Are, are nuns not allowed to masturbate? Like, that's my question. No. Prisoners aren't allowed to masturbate, fun fact. I know that because I watch Lockup and I've dated a felon. <laughs> Well, there goes my fun fact. You also can't have sex as an inmate. They figure if there's a will, there's a way. They will figure it out, but technically all rape, or all rape, all sex when you are incarcerated is rape. Yeah. Because you're a warden of the state and therefore can't consent. Yeah. Which is really fucked up because it's like, listen, I know I fucked up. I know I shouldn't have crashed that car through the 7-Eleven. To fuck. But I want some fuck. That's crazy. They... The, the boy that I dated that went to jail, I know for a fact that he, like, didn't have sex before he went to jail, and then he came out of jail and being like, no, I had sex before. I was like, sir, you would have been, like, a fresh freshman. Brand new, starting freshman year. You were homeschooled the year before that. I know a, for a fact that you did it. Wait, he went to prison while he was in high school? Yeah. He went to prison freshman year. He came out last December. What did he do? Uh, <laughs> you know... Things that get you taken to prison. If I say you're going to judge me for continuing to date him anyways. Just say it. He stabbed two people on the bus with a box cutter. First of all. Might have been three people. First of all, what kind of bullshit edgelord were you dating? <laughs> like <laughs> Apparently a juggalo the, furry. If that's not the most ass backwards white trash thing I've ever fucking heard of. He stabbed people as a first of all whoever was making fun of him was probably completely in the right. Yeah he he said that he like scarred one kid's face really bad and I was like why am I talking to you? 
He also thinks that, like, H.P. Lovecraft, like, that it's not, like, stories, that it's, like, real. He's like, yeah, I prayed to Cthulhu. And I'm like, so which red flag was it exactly that ended the relationship? Uh, probably him trying to take all my money. And he kept asking me if we could wear, quote, unquote, merc suits during sex. And I was like, what is that? Basically, oh, I know what that it's is. It's basically a furry thing, so says he. And I was like, Dude. It's a furry thing with areas for your genitals. Yeah. You know? And I was like, no, nah, I don't think I'm going to do that. First of all, those things are fucking expensive. Yeah. Who has the funds? Who has the dissolvable? He didn't even have a job. Who has the disposable income to not only buy a fursuit, but buy a fursuit that you know fluids are going to get on? You know how much dry cleaning is? I don't, but I can't imagine it's cheap. <laughs> I don't think anybody are. Our age actually does dry cleaning. Unless you have a fucking furry suit. I think our generation is killing the dry cleaning industry. I don't know what that even in, I don't know what I should get dry cleaned. I don't either. I think I have like a sequin dress that I reckon would probably do well getting dry cleaned. I don't even know how dry cleaned works. I think it's like heat. You just really heat it up. That way it kills all the bacteria but it doesn't get wet. I always imagined that's how I don't it know. Would. I know that in, Amer- in American Psycho, Patrick took blood-stained sheets to the dry cleaner and they were like, we can't get this out of the cheese he's like get your fucking cat it was christian bale i'm in love with him i'm in love with him but only in that role me too and batman that's like me and jeffrey combs like i'm really in love with jeffrey combs but only as herbert west from reanimator oh my god (laughs) me too that's so weird see something up now listen given the story i just gave you about my creepy ex-boyfriend i obviously have an attachment i was gonna say are you what are what is that word for someone who's sexually attracted to fucking serial killers i don't know hybristophiliac are you hybristophiliac i don't know maybe i should ask you wearing a shirt with what is that btk here's where i draw the line i don't want to fuck any of them jeffrey dahmer you're upset you have a jeffrey dahmer tattoo do you not it's for the meme it's for the meme i don't want to fuck any of them though it's well that's because jeffrey dahmer's gay and you don't want to sexualize and a gay also, man fucking btk was a little shit bag richard ramirez smelled bad and this guy i'm not even sure who that is probably. oh shame just, i don't know i feel like richard ramirez was like attractive in like the but he had gnarly halitosis the what's the word i'm looking for the like court videos like the gifts on tumblr you know with the true crimes out of tumblr he's attractive there but would i ever know that's where i learned the word hybristophilia really because very quickly the true crime side of tumblr turned into the hybristophilia did side you know of the tumblr. true side and i the, real quick i uh, forgot about this i stumbled upon an entire one of many an entire tribute tumblr to the fucking columbine dudes. me too those that were, shit fucks with me those were intense they were like the beautiful eyes do you remember that guy a few years ago who shot up the school and one of his schoolmates she had like a buzz cut was like talking against school shootings oh yeah and how he, he did kind of have pretty eyes but that was not a justification There's i only saw that as an artist but this one girl shared a picture of him she was like look at his eyes i could have kept him from doing this and i'm like what the fuck that's not how mass murderers work that's not even really how serial killers work so yeah. once someone gets it in their head that they're gonna do a fucked up thing yeah. they're gonna do it i mean that's not to say you shouldn't try to stop I them mean, and didn't contact BTK the have like a whole family because so like, btk was doing it for a long ass time like yeah. he didn't get caught till he was like in his 60s i do think do you remember when he was like can you guys track data off a floppy disk i'm holding you to your integrity my family and he expected them to like be yeah no okay you're right we gotta be my with three our favorite integrity. things about btk is that the fact that the fucking task force assigned to catch BTK was called Hot Dog Squad. <laughs> That's legitimately what they were called. Um, and the third thing was his really terrible poetry. Oh my god. And his really bad puns. Because there was one murder where after he murdered her, he literally went into the kitchen and ate cereal. And he thought that was funny. Which, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I don't really think it was. 
that's funny. It's very funny. Didn't he like pee on the floor of one of the victims he was stalking before? He yes. got caught right before he could kill her. And I'm pretty sure he like peed on her kitchen floor. Jesus Christ. We always do this. We'll start talking about something and then we'll stray away from the path. Like, so more of the story, neither of us are herpestophiliacs. Yeah. I'm definitely not. I just think it's really funny to wear serial killers on my person. Yeah, I mean, I don't support what they do, obviously. No, people do get that twisted a lot. Yeah. And I, I understand. I don't justify it. If I found out my very attractive partner was a serial killer, I'd probably be like, yo, police, help me. What would you do if you found out your boo thing was a serial killer? I have a lot of... I'd probably just give him one of these really disappointed looks like... <sighs> ah. <laughs> and then I would have to just... Uh, it would take... I don't know what I would do. It really, like, it sounds fucked up, but I think it would depend. <laughs> I think I would need to know more. <laughs> wow. What if he was, like, a child killer? Okay, then yeah. Instant. No. Okay, what if he was, like, a cop killer? For record purposes. <laughs> On the record. On the record. When I say ACAB, it's a joke. Unless it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, winkity wink 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 wink. Of course, I would instantly turn him into the police winkity wink wink. Dude, yeah. Remember when you said an attractive police officer came into your gas station? And I said, when I said fuck the police, I didn't mean literally, but I can change that sometime. <laughs> I thought I was getting arrested because the police never come into my store because we aren't 24 hours. Oh, yeah. So I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Oh no, like he saw the fear in my soul. It really takes a lot of me to not just scream at every police I officer know. I see. God. Like, mm, mm. I just had, it's one of those, you know. So this was a very chaotic. Very <laughs> chaotic. We covered a lot. It could have been, you know, worse. Like I said, I unfortunately, I think the American Salem witch trials is not that bulky. It's. I mean, I'm sure you could go deeper and dive deeper. And honestly, I think the more interesting stuff was over in Europe. Yeah. As far as witch trials and stuff like that. Yeah, this could be a building block. Right. So we, we'll probably revisit witch trials and witchiness later. Oh, 100%. Um, but we have so much we want to cover in the meantime. But hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Once again, I'm your host, Ireland. And this is my co-host, Alyssa. You can find us on Instagram, eventually Twitter. Eventually Twitter. <laughs> H-C-N-M podcast. Again, Instagram and Twitter at H-C-N-M m podcast and then you can find us at our respective social medias i'm cowboy diplomat on all the socials i'm leonardo de hucci oh perfect all right and we'll see you next episode peace out girl scouts bye (laughs) (laughs) also um starlight underscore studios did the artwork for the thumbnail they're on instagram okay thanks bye